do you struggle at your workplace uh, following instruction? Uh, do you have some supervisors or have you worked with supervisors that were not fair, they were not just and you're still supposed to work with them? Today, we look at the issue of following the master in submission to our superiors. We'll be looking at 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 18. Welcome. My name is Jotham Munene and we are in this series from 1st Peter and today we are in chapter 2 from verse 18 and I want to take the reading. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle but also to the harsh, for this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully, for what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you are called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving an example, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. For you are like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Servants. In fact, this time, by the time Peter is writing, he's probably talking mainly to slaves, people who uh, work for masters, at, at perhaps no pay, maybe just uh, upkeep. But the concept is the same. It can be applied in our places of employment, in the places we find ourselves engaged because everybody has a superior, everybody has a supervisor, everybody has a person who uh, sort of gives direction of, and, and also gives uh, account on their behalf. So we are told that we are to be submissive to them. To the good ones, of course that's easy, but also to the bad ones who may not even be believers. You know, there are some people who think that if your supervisor is not a believer, then you are better than them. No, God has placed them there and, and you owe to them to follow them as far as work is concerned. Of course, there are some supervisors who ask for other favors and other duties that are not related to work. Now, that's different. But in terms of the work that you've been given, that is the person God expects you to follow their instructions. It says this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, just to uh, reinforce that concept. Hebrews 13, 17, Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. So don't make it hard for your supervisor, because it, even for you it would not go very well. So, and, it, and, and Peter even says sometimes you may have to suffer 
How do you suffer? Because sometimes you may be the one taken advantage of. Your colleagues take shortcuts and you find you're the one who is putting in more work. Peter says that's okay because you are doing it for the glory of God. But he says you should not suffer because you are doing the wrong thing and then blame it on your Christianity. Like you can't suffer because you are not coming to work on time or because you are doing substandard work and then you start saying I'm being persecuted. That is not persecution. Now, the suffering that has value is that which you are doing the right thing and then the world is against you. And in that way, God is on your side. We are told that the example is Christ who submitted himself to his father so much so, first of all, he never committed sin in his assignment. Verse 22. Then we are told he did not revenge he submitted to God. Submission may bring you some discomfort, as I said, but let's uh, do the work that we have been called to do. We are also told in verse 24, as we bring this to a close, that by his stripes we are healed. And although Peter uses this to show us how Jesus went the full extent in fulfilling his assignment and in submission to God, we must also realize that that's a profound statement that by his stripes we are healed. Of course, it's quoted from Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 the servant that Isaiah talked about. That is Jesus, the Lord, the one who had no form of comeliness, the one who uh, brought us his chastisement, brought us peace by his stripes, by his wounds. We, actually Isaiah says we were healed, we, we are healed, and Peter says we have been healed, we are healed. So the healing is there, and we should actually appropriate that in our own lives. If there, if there is something you're going through, uh, you should trust the Lord for healing. And in fact, I want to pray about that today as we bring this to a close. If you have something that you're trusting God for healing, uh, pray with me and believe with me. And if there's something that you can lay your hand on, let's pray together. Father, as we look to you and we have some discomforts, we have some sickness, we have some illnesses, we have some threatening diseases, we come to you with whom nothing is impossible. And you have said that by your stripes we were healed. So we receive that healing today. May that condition be changed now, O oh God, in my listener's life, even as your power goes through into their body. In Jesus' name, we thank you and honor you in your name. Amen. Thank you for following this. Please let us know what you think through uh, our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube. Let's know what you think. And may the Lord bless you. Amen.